Welcome to your most visionary life. On this weekly podcast, I sit down with visionary humans and ask them the one question that you probably want to know the answer to. How did they create, launch, and scale up the business of their dreams? My name is Kelsey Rydell, and I am the founder of Visionary Life and The Visionary Method. The intention behind all of our content is simple, and that is to plug you into the people, inspiration, and information that will help you create your own most visionary life. As you begin to listen to the episodes, you'll discover one obvious and common thread, and that's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us, but perhaps somewhere along the line, someone told you to play small, to play safe, and that led you to live an ordinary life. This show is going to help you consciously create a life you love on your own terms. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Do you want to bring it in as a welcome thing or? Yeah, let's start it here. We're recording. Don't get all nervous on me now. I'm not getting nervous, but give me your, (laughs) give me your intro at least. No, this is the intro. The guests are listening. No, they're not. Okay. Yes, they are. No, we're stopping. No, they're not. <laughs> Is this a domestic in the making? <laughs> okay. So welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. I have someone extra, extra, extra special here today. And his name is Dave Drago. And he is my wonderful husband. Thank you for being here, Dave. Thanks for having me in, well, my, in my studio. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I guess we're in your studio right now. But yeah. It's kind of funny. We've actually both started podcasts now and Dave, it only took you about a year and a half of watching me Hmm. thrive and succeed and do so well with this show. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, We're going to get into that though, but I do want to introduce Dave and I hope that this will actually be a reoccurring series that we do on the Visionary Life podcast. I know that many of you know Dave through my social media channels. You've met him in person. You've been to one of my events where he's been sitting on the floor taking my workshop, or perhaps he has been a helper in the room. And truly, I could not do this podcast. I could not build this business. I could not keep it all together if I didn't have your wonderful support. So... I just thought I would spit out a few nice words. Wow, yeah. Thanks for putting all that air in my tires. That's been a while. We should podcast more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's great. Now, Keep going. Now I'm about to deflate you because oh. it took you so darn long to start a podcast. And I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think take as long as you need. But I feel as though this whole journey has unfolded a little slower for you than it did for me in the sense of entering into passion projects and side hustles and just starting to build out these ideas that we get. So I think that this is an amazing spot to maybe start the conversation because I know that so many of the Visionary Life listeners are at a spot in their life where they're kind of following a more traditional path and they're starting to sense a little bit of their own unhappiness and they're feeling stuck Mm -hmm. or maybe a little bit stagnant. And I hear it all the time. And um, I think both of us can really relate to that because we've both been Mm -hmm. in full-time jobs. We've both really wanted to live a life that we love, but sometimes feel a little bit confused. So I think it'll be cool to bring you on now and again and to share your journey of what you're currently up to. And I know people are just always very interested to be a fly on the wall in conversations like this. So does that sound good? Yeah, it sounds good. Before before I get into, I mean, I haven't done much as far as this podcast that has six episodes of mine. And 
I mean, a little bit of a side business as far as uh, some audiovisual stuff has been for me, but following your journey has been nothing short of inspirational too. It's I'll give a, give you a little oh, air in geez, your tires. Oh, wow. Too. I did no, not expect to be inflated here. That's... No, I mean, I think everybody knows your story quite well. It doesn't need to be retold. Um, but, uh, but watching it firsthand has been a lot of, it, I, I don't know, just for me, it's been just be supportive because half the, half the time I didn't really know what you were doing. Sometimes people ask me, what does Kelsey do? I'm like, well, I mean, where do we, like, where do you want to start with? Like this, here's all the different things she does. Here's the hat she wears. She works every day, every hour. It's not easy. Um, but at the end of the day, when you're happy and you're, you have job satisfaction and like, that's worth more than anything. So I was like, how do I, how do I get that? Well, still, I mean, I, I still enjoy my career. There's two different ways to do this. I don't think necessarily giving up your career right now is mandatory. If, if you enjoy what you do and it's a great source of income for me, I don't hate that. I work in an environmental industry where um, I'm a remediation scientist, so we help clean up old industrial sites and rejuvenate them back into the society. And it's awesome. I, I, it's tough work. It's hard work at times, but I work with good people. But I was looking for something else to fill my time. And there was a workshop you had. Um, was it at Tribe Fitness? It might have been. Yeah, I taught a couple kind of goal setting. Yes, yeah, so it was a goal setting one almost a year ago, maybe not quite a year ago. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to really take this one seriously. I sat down on the mat. It was me and... Uh, were Kate and Jordan there? I don't think did Jordan. I don't think Jordan made it. Anyways, he I, did. Oh, he, he did. did. Okay, so it was me and Jordan and about fifteen other girls, women, and I was like, "What? What? How do I find this passion that I, I don't have? Like, I come home, I, I play hockey, I do sports, and I, I interact with my friends, I watch TV, but what? What? What's my side hustle project? How? Not necessarily. How can I monetize something right away? But how can I have something that fills my time that I enjoy? Um, you know beyond like you always say like you can't just come home and have a have a beer and hang out with friends like what else like what else like what constructive are you doing that you enjoy (laughs) and for me for so long it was just sports but then I was like well I want to have something else like I've done that for a long time and I will continue to and I really really brainstormed and I've been brainstorming for years it's like okay well what what do I love to do and that's like such a hard question to answer like how do I monetize something or what is it that I can do that's like a quote unquote side hustle I had no idea and it and it literally took me until that session with you and it came down to like I spent time doing videography work all through university as a kid growing up like I was all into like action stuff as a lot of kids were like GoProing and and it wasn't much. And I, I enjoyed doing it. I was never big of sharing my work. But now it's like, okay, well, let's let's really focus on this, spend some time learning, find some free stuff online, tutorials. And I've now I've I'm looking at purchasing um a new camera to to succeed what I have right now. But it uh that's kind of where it started. And then I just went like head first and mm-hmm. it's been a lot of fun. Now I've working with Jordan already and with yourself doing some promo stuff and well, there are so many nuggets there. I Sorry, feel like you long. very much sped through your entire journey. But I, know. I had Sorry. no idea that that goal setting workshop was actually something that you said, hey, I'm going to take this seriously and, mm. and go for it. I bought a drone shortly after. Yeah. And that was in January. So I know the new year is often a time mm. that people feel like, okay, it is a great um, time of the season to sit down, reset my goals. And if it's not yearly, it could be the turn of a new month. And I think that's really cool to hear that. So I was very inspired. And I think you brought up a super interesting point that 
all through growing up, you were into sports, right? And that was your after school activity. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of us go off to school, whether it's college or university. And if you're hearing sipping, we're having a nice glass of wine and beer. It's Friday night. Okay. Forgive us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we go off to university and maybe you play a varsity sport or you kind of fall into this partying and studying trap, I will say. And it's fun. And you spend four years doing that. And then you enter the adult world. And if you're not involved in team sports and you haven't exactly found yourself or found what your hobbies outside of those default teams that you were a part of or living with roommates and just having them around all the time, I think that entering adulthood and full-time work can actually feel very confusing for Mm -hmm. some people because they go, well, what else is there? Yeah, I work nine to five, but then what do I do? what are my passions? And we kind of go through this, I don't know, midlife crisis almost. Early life, we'll call it. Early life. Yeah, you're right. 25 is definitely not midlife. So we hope. All these green smoothies I'm feeding you have to be doing something. But you're right. It goes from living by default and having your parents enroll you in sports and piano lessons and acting and after school workshops to all of a sudden you're in charge of that. And I think as adults, if we don't plan that for ourselves, sometimes we can go to living by default and not doing anything Mm -hmm. or nurturing our creativity. And that's when we can feel stagnant and stuck and ultimately kind of fall into this hamster wheel. Right. And I think that's maybe how you were feeling as well. Yeah. Trying to it takes a lot of effort. We were talking about it before we started. I I was just thinking like actually coming up with an idea to for me was the hardest like being what is it that you want to do that was the hardest thing for me to actually grasp and once i found it and committed to it and like i don't know i'll be honest and you can back it up i probably haven't fully committed yet i'm still and that's okay i'm still on the outside like i still dip my toes in like i've done a couple promo videos for people and i love it like i love it but i for some reason it's still i'm very tentative like i I'm tentative with sharing stuff. We haven't even shared our podcast with Shameless Plug, mm-hmm. Game Tape Sessions Game podcast. Tape sessions. If you like, <laughs> if you like listening to sports, then my favorite. Yeah, head there. Yeah, Kelsey, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but no, it, it's something that I've really enjoyed. But I'm, I still haven't shared it yet. So that's gonna sharing your work is a whole another level. If there's something in you that that just I'm really happy just doing it for me, which is amazing. The fact that I don't feel the need to share it for me, like I'm doing it for me right now Mm -hmm. um, because I love doing it, which is awesome. Like I love sitting up at night editing and all same thing with the videography stuff. I'll sit up at night and edit these uh, promo videos and tinker them to death because I enjoy it. Um, Mm -hmm. And the the fact that I found it, I'm just, I I honestly feel blessed. It's like, man, how long I spent going, what do I want to do? And there was a bit of a financial commitment to, to it. Um, I'll just kind of dial it back a little bit. Uh, before we spent our first winter in Switzerland, I remember thinking... And this was like six years ago for anyone listening. Yeah. Uh, I remember thinking like, this is something I really wanted to do. And I remember sitting in university in one of my classes or maybe just, yeah, I guess it would have been university. And I, I wanted it more than anything. So I, I don't know... What, what you wanted what more I than wanted anything. to go to Switzerland to work at the camp, to be a snowboard instructor, but it kind of seemed far-fetched. I was like... It's halfway across the world. Like, how do I, how do I, and I don't know what it was, but I'm like, I'm going to go buy a snowboard. This might be terrible advice. I don't know if this is actually something. No, no, I like invest this. invest financially, like all the time, like have a plan. 
but you know, we applied, uh, I had that, we had the plan, we'd done everything. And it was like, I'm going to buy a snowboard. I spent like 600 bucks. I bought myself a snowboard, new gear, like all new stuff. And I was like, we're doing it. Like I'm doing it. I don't care. Like this is happening. And I don't know, like that didn't have an effect on us getting the job and working out, but like, it was, it was like a passion. I called them every day being like, have you guys thought like, do you have, like, is the, is the opportunity still available? Blah, blah, blah. Probably annoyed them. Um, but they ended up when we actually went over there, we got the jobs. Like they laughed about that stuff. I sent them a cult. They wanted a picture of me. I don't know why, but they wanted pictures of everybody. Of everybody. Everyone who applied had to send a photo. Yeah. Cause in Europe, that's allowed. Very different than here, but so I sent them like 30 photos and they laughed and they thought it was hilarious. But I was thinking like, I just want to give them as many different like photos of action stuff. And they, <laughs> they're probably like, this guy's crazy. He calls us every day from Canada asking if they decided. And I, it's like, I don't know. I've, I've sat in on a couple, couple interviews recently and the more crazy and fun and outrageous and excited you are about work and your own work, it's like that shines through in your product. Mm -hmm. It so does. And I think just a nugget to pull there is persistence will always get you to where you want to go. So don't just try things once and then give up, right? Like you said, you called day after day, you probably were checking in by email and I saw you do that. And I think that can always just bring you a lot closer to achieving what you want versus trying once and then being like, ah, oh, I failed. I'm, I'm done. But I do think there is something to you saying you, you went out and purchased the snowboard even before you had the job to go over there and become a teacher um, and, and live the winter in Switzerland. And I feel as though I have done that a lot in my own life too. When I've wanted to start various projects, I've not thought twice about just committing, whether that's financially or putting time aside or saying, I'm going to go to this workshop. Like you've seen me fly across the country Mm -hmm. to go to various workshops and you're like, where are you even going? (laughs) And I just think sometimes you have to go all in now and again. Mm -hmm. And when you get that gut hit, like maybe for you, it was the gut hit to go buy your drone. Even though you didn't know if you were starting a videography business, it was go grab a snowboard, even though you didn't know you got the job. For me, it's been go to the conference in Orlando, Florida. Uh, It's been go purchase um, an online course that's going to potentially help up level your business. It's been invest in the equipment that I need before I even launch the project. I, I don't have any specific examples right now, but... I think that so many people live in fear and overanalyzing things and they never actually do the one thing that's mm-hmm. going to get them a little bit closer. And I know you and I both love the book, The Slight Edge. Mm-hmm. And I think... Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Why? Because I no, talk about it all the no, time. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's amazing. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I don't... We're in agreement on a lot of things, but we, we disagree on some things too. But that book is unbelievable unbelievably mm. valuable we need to both reread it it's been a while i but always quote it, it. Book, you have to reread it and it's right. so true and i just think that we can all get so bogged down in getting these big ideas and even for you starting some sort of videography business i know you're you've been doing kind of these promo videos and and starting a podcast editing business and it can feel so overwhelming and i know many of the listeners right now are thinking gosh, like I really want to start a run club in Toronto, or I would really love to volunteer to get clean water uh, to be more accessible in Africa. 
but then they do nothing mm -hmm. because they feel overwhelmed. And the point of the slight edge is, and what we've both been doing at least over the last couple of years since reading that book is just doing small things every single day that will put you one step closer towards your goal. Yeah. I, com I completely agree. I think there is a disconnect. Like, what's that Jim Carrey movie? I was looking for it on my phone there. Sorry. Uh, Jim and Andy? Jim and Andy. If you haven't seen it, it's unbelievable. It's on Netflix or no? Yeah, it is. And it, it's, it's, it's a documentary style movie or documentary about the making of this movie, but it goes deeper than that. And it talks about like, he goes full on into that role and how he embraces this role and it, and it, this role changes his life and it gives him all this new outlook. It's amazing. If you have time, it's, it's, it really is unbelievable. But the only problem I like I have with some of these movies, not so much slight, it's just great because it actually does the opposite. But sometimes it seems like these guys say, take this idea, go ahead, like go all in and like, it'll work. I think, that's that's a great idea and everybody should do that but where people get lost is sometimes that idea doesn't work first that first idea often probably doesn't work i hope i hope this one does for me i and i'm gonna make try to make it work but if it doesn't it's okay to either try again or try something new and like the, the slight edge is persistence it's like hammering and just not stop keep going keep going if it doesn't work you have to you, you can't stop did you know that the guy who launched the Instagram app, he launched many apps before oh, Instagram I'm sure. yeah. and he failed and he failed and he, you know, launched that next app with a partner, got investors, failed, launched that next app with a partner, got investors, failed. And then he launches Instagram, which is arguably the biggest, most popular social platform next to Facebook. Wait, he makes 16 billion off that? He did okay. And it just goes to show, like, if he had a vision to be in the tech industry and to be a visionary mm -hmm. of that industry and to create something. And he has a great story. I forget which podcast I heard it on. But regardless, it didn't happen like that for mm -hmm. him. He had to continue to pursue and to explore and to learn and to ask questions. And it wasn't until he was walking with his wife one day on a walk and he had started the concept of Instagram with a friend and then he was sharing it with his wife and he was saying, what do you think of this app? We're going to share it. And she said, you know, I would like to be on this app that you're creating, but my photos suck so much. She's like, I like to use those filter things. <laughs> and he goes, that's it. We need to add filters to the app so that everybody can be a professional photographer. No, I didn't know and that. that's how, that's what Instagram is. It's the ability to use fun filters. And so, yeah, I like that you said, sometimes you just need to start trying the things and fail and fail forward. And don't be afraid to fail yeah. because every successful entrepreneur has failed more than they've succeeded, but they've learned from their failures and they've decided, okay, now I have data. Failure is data, mm. right? So when I'm working with clients and nobody joins their group coaching program, all I say is, and if that's what they launch, all I say is, okay, I wonder why people didn't join. Is it because it was too long of a commitment? Is it because you launched it in July when nobody is online because it's beautiful in the yeah. summer? And it's data. And then we go, we revise it. So they've failed. And then we revise it using that data. And then they launch it again. And it's mega successful. So failure is just data that you need to do something differently. Yeah. You have to... This is weird because you learn to like... Especially from like the driven people. Like winning is everything. Win, win, win. Like if you're not winning, you're... If you're what was I heard a good one the other night. It was like... Uh, 
uh, it was like if the only people who like losing are losers. And I was like, okay, I understand. It was a sports mentality thing. I'm like, okay, I get what this person is trying to say, but you have to love losing because you're going to lose at some point. Even if if your business is successful, like look at Zuckerberg in Facebook. Uh, he's he's going to go. Obviously, he's winning. He's the owner and CEO of Facebook, but he's going to go through trials and tribulations where he's like. In his head, I'm sure he's going nuts, like pulling his hair out, all their like uh, security breaches. Like that's a loss. Like those are things, but you have to be able to em- not embrace it, but learn from it at least. Like don't just hide in a shell. Like uh, I haven't told you this, but you see me on my computer. Secret time. Yeah, secret time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll keep my shirt on. Thanks, Bert Confession. Um, what I was, oh, you saw my me on the computer the other day, and I was typing back and forth with some guy on a social media platform. And uh, it was this guy, I, I, I shared my podcast on this platform um, with people who have s- similar views on sports. And uh, some first comment was, uh, you know, I wish you all the best, but this is an oversaturated market <laughs> talking about Leafs podcasts and sports in Toronto. And I'm like, and I think the first comment I put back was, if you're going to live that mentality your whole life, then you will do nothing creative ever. Never. Because there are... 8 billion people on earth. And that like, is hey, an excuse. Y- you might have a creative idea, but then you're Elon Musk because almost nothing now is new. Nothing's unique. It, no, it's like variations, nothing. but to have a unique, unique, unique idea and execute it is so, so new. Unless you're an app developer, which I'm not, I, I would love to be, but I'm not. Like most yeah, but like, even apps, there's a billion yeah, of each app. It's like saying, don't be a videographer. Like a lot of people do video. Yeah, but like yeah. be good at what you do. Don't be a nutritionist in Toronto because there's too many. It's like, what? well, there's also a lot of people in Toronto and there's a huge audience. It's and like, nobody can do it like you do. And yeah. some people are going to resonate with your message more yeah. than the big dogs. And it was awesome. So I, I tried to play it cool. It was very nice. And then I started getting angry and I'm like, wow, this guy is an internet troll and he's getting to me. And I can't believe I've fallen into this trap of like arguing with somebody about something I'm passionate about. Like, what the hell am I doing? Uh, but I couldn't let it go. And then he was like, he said, um, I always, he said, uh, he's like, I bet you your podcast won't be online in 2020 or something like that. And he said, come back here when it isn't. And, and I was like, oh Whoa, my God. Troll. So I did this little thing and you can do it on the, and it's a remind me. So it says, remind me X it was like 200 and something days until the new year. And I'm like, that was amazing. That was awesome. I was like, there is no way in hell this this podcast is dying in the new year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might die after that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I hope not. But like, now it's not. I'm so driven because of one person. And it was mm-hmm. awesome was people started coming on this forum and talking. And I started getting all this support being like, some guy was like, there is a ton of like news sources for Toronto Maple Leafs and sports stuff. He's like, but there's never enough. He goes, I'm always interested in new stuff. Some other guy came on who's a small, uh, has a small YouTube channel. And he has like 50 subscribers and he's awesome. I started following him and he's like, he's doing it and he's having a blast. And not everybody's out there to be the sports and at the TSN, the ESPN. Like I can have fun with a podcast and hope it grows and I can really push it and make it grow if I want to. But I was like, you got to embrace the haters. I'm like, mm-hmm. I loved it. I was like, yeah, they feel the fire. right? But at first I was like pissed off and I'm like in, a, in my sports head mentality, like I'm getting fired up thinking about it. But yeah. I was like, don't, like let it feed off you. Like when I play hockey and somebody slashes me, I mean, some people get mad to complain to the ref or they go to the bench. Like, no, that makes me mad. And I play harder and better. I'm like, when somebody, you know, tries to come at me with this, I'm like, no, 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 
now I'm now I'm really going. Like you kind of, it's that don't poke the bear. Not that I'm a bear. I'm five foot eight, but it's it was that moment. What that, you're not six foot five? I mean, yeah. Uh, That's why I married you. Uh huh. Right. Right. Uh, wrong guy. <laughs> but <Ooh. laughs> no, you can tell how animated I am right now. I'm hand flailing. I'm like a monkey right now. But that fired me up and it pissed me and off. And you know and what? Go now. It's a quote you and I have said many times when people have told us not to travel, not to move to Toronto, not to start a business. People will tell you it's impossible or that you can't do it because they've never done it. Yes. So this guy is trolling you on Reddit and he's saying, you'll never be successful. You can't start a sport, sports podcast in 2019. Well, dude, have you started a fucking sports podcast? Oh, there goes the explicit. <laughs> we can edit out. No, no, no. This stays in. But it's just because he's never done it. And I think also, too, I like what you said about embrace the haters because I follow a marketing guru named Seth Godin. And he loves getting the unfollows, the haters. Oh, yeah. And nice. he loves the one-star reviews on Amazon because it means he's refining his target market. It's not that he cares about what the one-star review person had to say about his book. He just looks at that as, okay, well, you know what? That book wasn't for you, so don't buy my mm -hmm. next one because you don't resonate with my message. And I'm not trying to speak to everyone. I'm trying to speak to a small, viable set of people who believe what I believe and who really resonate with my message. Because if you're trying to speak to the world, 99% mm -hmm. of people aren't going to like you. So just create whatever idea or business or podcast or social media channel. Think of a small group of people who will really enjoy that and speak to them. And don't worry about everyone else. Volume does not equal success. Yeah. No, you're totally right. Like, I, I, when you, what did you say before? Um, uh, it was about people tell you they can't because they can't do it themselves. That's like a, they've never done it. Yeah. That's that's like one of those, you know, those inspirational hype videos with Will Smith. I think I heard that in one of those. It was like, don't let other like, people who tell you, you can't do it is the only reason they're telling you that is because they couldn't do it themselves. Exactly. And I'm like, yes. And and like our parents both, I think I love them to death and brought us up amazingly. But they lived a, a specific life that their parents kind of brought them up with. And their values are ingrained in that. And I remember when we started traveling, it was like my mom had never traveled. And I think, and I, I hope she's listening and she can correct me if I'm she wrong. She tunes in. But she didn't travel as much. And when, when I told her, originally when I was 18, I was going to go out to BC with a friend and work as a ski bum. And I, I still regret it a little bit today. But the next trip I did, I met you, so maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's one of those... She didn't want me to go because she had never done it. And she was afraid. She thought everybody outside of Canada was going to kill you. I swear that was her mom. Like when we went to Morocco, she's like, oh my God. Well, I'll <laughs> kiss you goodbye now. But it's that like unknown for a lot of people. And it's stepping into a new boundary that you have to try. You, If you're not stepping into to something new, whether that's travel, like that's a good place to start for a lot of people. Get uncomfortable. Like do a podcast, hear your own voice. and be like, oh my God, I sound weird. Yeah. And then have somebody else go, no, I like that. Yeah, like this is not, we don't expect that this is going to be like the best podcast ever, but we're trying. Yeah. We're, we're given the content and hopefully it lands with somebody, I think is, mm -hmm. yeah. And you just got to, I, I think Rich Roll, obviously everyone who listens to this podcast knows I'm obsessed with Rich Roll. Dave, you included. Mm -hmm. No, I love him. I just, 
He's a, he throws up a couple softballs sometimes. Yes, yes, fair he's enough. A good, he's a great. Anyways, but rewind about seven years. Yeah, seven years. Rich Roll was actually one of the first podcasts that I started listening to, mm-hmm. and he opened my eyes to the medium of podcasting and how incredible it was. And I've listened to hundreds and hundreds of hours of his content in the past seven years. And one of the things that I really, really enjoy that he says is, if you're not growing, you're regressing. And so his philosophy is you should always be trying new things and always putting yourself outside of your comfort zone to grow. Otherwise, you're regressing. He doesn't really believe in stagnancy, like you're just staying stuck. Mm. So I think it's really important to always have these little projects and to challenge yourself to do things, whether it is... Um, yeah, starting a podcast, whether it is showing up at a new um, gym, whether it is volunteering for a new organization, trying a skill you've never done, do that a lot. Because when you put yourself outside of your regular routines, your wheels get turning, your creative juices get flowing, and that's where the growth happens. Can I jump in? That is like, Okay, so we moved to Toronto almost five years ago. Yeah. Well, actually, I was here a year before you going to nutrition yeah. school, and you moved here so five I, years ago. Five years ago in September, I think it'll be your own. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. when I first moved here, I'd never lived in Toronto or been in a big city. I grew up in Waterloo my whole life, and Same. I went to university there, elementary school, blah, blah, blah. And coming here, like, I was kind of resenting it. I didn't really like the idea of living in a condo. And that was my one thing. And I'm sure a lot of people live in condos and love it. But for me, it was, I just want a home so I can feel like it's kind of like I'm transplanting my Waterloo to Toronto. So we have a third floor of a nice old home in in the West End. And the first two years, I don't know if I met anybody. It's crazy. Like I grew up my whole life in the Waterloo bubble and all my friends from kindergarten to university were the same even in university i met some new people but not really like you you would know i don't really have many new friends outside of the mm-hmm. universe like that from university i should say which i had so many friends go there we were just cult cliquey cult what you want but that was just the way it is so two years pass in toronto and i haven't played hockey now for probably going on three years i'm just bored i'm not happy and we start playing volleyball in the beaches and I'm kind of reluctant just because at this point I'm lazy to get off my ass and I'm just bored and I'm looking for excuses to complain. And we go to the East End, to the beaches. We meet a friend of yours mm-hmm. who introduces me to another friend. And next thing I know, he invites me to a game of hockey with this one other guy who then invites me to his hockey on Sunday. And then that Sunday hockey brought me into another league. And now I'm playing in three different leagues and it turns out one of this is like I'm trying to backtrack from my hands here and you probably can't tell. But one of the guys that actually brought me in to one of the leagues is a league full of videographers and audio guys. And like they do this professionally for a living. And it's like I get to go there and pick their brain and it's awesome. And I've met so many amazing people in that field from playing volleyball to now having three nights a week of playing hockey and new friends. Like it's crazy. Like mm-hmm. this weekend I had another guy, you want to go go kart? It's just like stuff that I, I, it's all because I decided to go play volleyball mm-hmm. in the beaches and got introduced to new people and said, yes. Oh, I'm so fascinated with this whole concept too, because 
that I think there's so much to be said about being open to expanding your network and really challenging yourself in your adult life. It's very hard. And I will be the first to say that I've kind of gone through the trenches with it too and trying to figure out, okay, who am I outside of my like elementary school and high school life and knowing what I like and then seeking friends who have similar interests or friends who can support me in the current ventures Mm -hmm. that I'm up to. And it's not easy, but I truly believe that it has enriched my life so much by finding these tribes of people. Mm -hmm. And it's not always like instinctively you go, okay, well go do the things you like and the people that are doing those things there will be there and you can make friends with them. If it was that easy, everybody would do it. I know. I know. You actually sometimes have to do the things that may have no connection to what you like doing. Yeah. Like, like playing volleyball. I love volleyball, but it, that, that wasn't that wasn't the point. It, it had nothing to do with getting me into uh, videography or getting me back into hockey, which now I, I love it. But mm-hmm. that there, I had no thought of connection there. It was just, I'll go play volleyball to fill some time. And it spawned into something huge for but, me. Yeah, and let's also emphasize, it's not like you just moved to Toronto and then got stuck and then we're like, I got to try something new, played volleyball and it all spread. I I had you playing water polo with me. You tried a rock climbing gym. Like, let's just go back to that fact that you need to fail a few times, try some things, Mm. and eventually one of them will take off. But things don't just happen at the snap of your fingers. Isn't it funny, though, how I skipped that whole part of the story? Like, I'm almost blind to it now. I know, because now you've found a path that's working. And so you're you're so hyper focused now on I've found hockey I've got these friends but yeah like you remember those days of rock climbing water polo yeah running I loved it but it didn't stick and I think yeah and that's okay for, for me and I think a lot of people the hardest thing is accountability like rock climbing I went to a gym and it was a bouldering gym and I loved it and I bought a one year membership so I tried to financially invest myself I guess that didn't work because so there's there, no there's a failure story, no start I no, time I had no accountability there was nobody there going I'll meet you here and I find with volleyball and hockey and videography when I have to film it's like schedule yeah. times go be there you have to be there and participate and this is my biggest thing with people who challenge me on why I spend money on a gym membership and it's just for that reason, because I love having a start time and an end time to the class and signing up for a week's worth of classes in advance instead of just relying on the fact that, yeah, I'll get to the gym and we'll see how long I stay. And so for me, I love the accountability of just having it very clearly defined. Hey, speaking of accountability, a bit of a side note here. Did you talk about your Peloton bike stuff on in your podcast recently? No, I didn't. But we should talk about that briefly. And then we'll go into a couple of quick uh, okay. rapid fire questions and then wrap this baby up. I don't know who that was that was teaching us. I'm assuming people know. Robin, Do we have to explain what a Peloton bike is? Or Peloton no? bikes, you've probably heard if you listen to podcasts, but basically it's an at-home spin bike with a TV screen strapped to it. And you can tune into classes from the Peloton Live Studio in Toronto. I've been dying to try one and we booked a session here in Toronto. I got so many people commenting on that Instagram going, where is this? Mm -hmm. Where can I try it? But we did a class with Robin Arzon. She's a former lawyer turned fitness instructor extraordinaire. And I dragged Dave with me. So I'm a spin instructor. I love, I cycle every single day. Dave, not so much, but I brought him with me because I knew he would like it. And what do you think of the experience? It was Dave? hilarious. Like, th- 
I was, I don't know. I, I love biking, but I'm not, to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of biking don't indoors. Don't apologize. I like being outdoors. That's the whole thing of biking for me is being outdoors. But a lot of people find it like a workout for them is getting on the bike in the morning. It's awesome. Like that's their workout. That's just not mine. I do it for a different reason. But so I was thinking like, I don't know, sit on a bike and watch a TV screen. She was amazing. Who was, what's her name again? Robin Arzon. Yeah, she's, she's badass. Oh, <laughs> she started off and she kind of was just like, dipping her toes and like but she she was like good and i'm like oh this is just gonna be like whatever and then she gets out there she starts like swearing dropping f-bombs telling you to hurry the f-bomb i'm she, like okay yeah she's like right into her own playlist yeah she's yeah saying the funniest stuff i feel like this is gonna be a promo for them but the it co- should be i, mean, I was talking maybe to, they'll sponsor the show yeah who, who knows i was talking to somebody after hockey about this and saying that oh, it was cam the coolest thing about it is for Shout me, out to I, Cam. Yeah, I'm very like <laughs> I, I need, especially on in the indoor uh, indoor cycling stuff. I need it when someone says go, you know, go to like level seven, like that's your temp, like you know, get your cadence up. You should be your heart rate seven should be out of ten. I don't know what that is. Like I know I'm either dying or I'm not trying at all. So what they have is a knob, and it's an adjustment knob that'll tell you your resistance knob is from zero to a hundred percent. So they'll say go to forty percent. And we need your cadence at 90. What is, what is cadence measured in? Cadence, RPM. RPM, yeah. So then from that, you get a power output and you can track your power output, which then is converted into kilocalories lost. Oh, so good. And it's like, you're getting all this data looking at the screen. I'm looking over at Kelsey's screen going, oh, I'm beating her. I got to keep going. And, and it's like this, maybe it's just me, but I'm looking at it going, I got to, I can turn my tension knob up to like 60%, try to keep my cadence there, build more power, more calories burned it's like i'm doing it all and seeing it all happening in front of me while listening to someone scream at me it was amazing i loved it mm-hmm. um, yeah and wh- she was just a great instructor too yeah. i would highly suggest going to Go try, try a class and uh honestly a bike uh yeah my vision board <laughs> is to purchase a bike at some point because i love yeah. spin bikes i think it's the best workout i love sweating and i think yeah it's so much fun your podcast listeners are gonna be like wow this one's all over the place it is all over the place but i know that i love listening and i listen to a lot of couple podcasts right now oh, okay so i'm very um i'm very excited to have you on so let's wrap up with two rapid fire questions <laughs> Dave hates when I start all of my visionary life podcasts with let's dive into rapid fire. So today I recorded a podcast with the guys from just tea. They're here for the Vancouver or for the Toronto tea and coffee festival. And I didn't start with rapid fire because I had a little bug in my ear saying rapid fire is dumb. But anyways, (laughs) I'm going to ask you a rapid fire and you can spit one back at me. What's your favorite podcast to listen to on a weekly basis? Okay, I've been listening to a podcast called Overdrive, which is a sports podcast, but technically it's a radio show that they record, so I'm not going to count that one. Nobody um, who listens to Visionary Life enjoys sports, so let's right. suggest another okay, one. I'm my, kidding. They, <laughs> well, totally no, kidding. That, that, I get a good laugh. It was always a commuter killer for me. Like when yes. I was, I used to commute. They're funny. I used to commute three and a half hours a day. I swore I'd never do it, but I we'll did. We'll talk about that on another podcast. Yeah, I got sick of driving to music, so I listened to this show. Anyways, my favorite podcast, it's not a radio show, is Guaranteed the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. It's got so much into it and his guests are so different and they talk a lot about opening your mind and they don't really focus so much on business development. So they talk about expanding your brain and like I'm not a big Russell Brandt, like he can be kind of a lot at sometimes, but he was on recently and was like, it's so much and it's a lot of information. He relates it to other stuff that we won't get into, but I just like the way he can talk for three hours and his he's just his interview style is good because he's hard. 
he's not he's just he's not like a somebody who goes oh yeah agree agree yeah he's like no 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 that doesn't make sense I, let's talk about that and i disagree and i like sitting in just being a fly on the wall because he, i think the hardest part for people with interviews or with podcasting interviews sometimes is they feel left out you're on the other end listening going answer like ask this challenge them on that or i i, I want to know this like you want to text in and be like what about that with joe's podcast i find like he does that he always he's hard but he's fair but he's and he's fun and when it, all the podcasts are different some guys he's talking about is mma fighters some are about i don't know drug experiences who knows but they're they're all they're all very constructive conversations and i i like it i yeah i totally agree i really enjoy his interview style and and enjoy all the content he puts out actually that's a lie i only listen to once in a blue moon his episodes, but the but ones I good. do listen to listen are amazing. So you pick yeah. and choose what you like. Next rapid fire question. Well, last one. That wasn't really rapid. Sorry. That, that was, was the longest. rapid. <laughs> what is one routine that you practice on a daily or weekly basis that helps you live your most visionary life? You know, I've heard you ask this question so many times. I should be more prepared. Damn. I know. And it's a, I don't ask it anymore because I think people got confused if they're not familiar with what visionary life is. But really, I'm just asking what's one thing that helps you live your best life? Wow, you got me like in an existential moment right now. I don't know what it is, but I, I'll say it because I do it all the time. And I don't know. I'm just trying to think of what routines I really have other than get up, coffee, work. Some people home. don't have routines. But my routines are... Tuesday, right now it's Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday are my hockey times. And I was, uh, I had a, a really good friend of mine who's leaving for the Sioux for a year or sorry, eight months or something like that. And it was on Thursday, which is yesterday. And I really wanted to go home to have a couple drinks with the guys, send them off. And it was going to be fun, but it was my first Thursday night summer hockey league. And I was like, this is really, really, really my time. Like this is my time and I can't give it up. Um, and I've been really, really good about it. Not because I'm financially invested so much as I am like, that's my time. I feel great. Mm-hmm. I come home, I wake you up when I get home and tell you that I scored or I didn't score. And you're like, screw off. I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. You're so, you're so filled up when you come home from hockey Yeah, and you're fired up and you're energetic and I got something to say. I'm always like, I'm, yeah. so to me, that's, I guess that's it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, I think that's really awesome. Well, let's wrap it up here. I think this has been enough. Hey, hey, one sec. Can I get one more plug in? Yeah, plug. For, yeah, for all Game the people. Game tape sessions. Yeah, for, if you're listening or you're looking for a sports podcast, uh, they're getting better as they go. We finally added some music to episode six. So episode <laughs> seven, we're actually doing in 15 minutes with Espo on the other end. So that'll be starting soon. Game tape sessions. Look for us on iTunes. And, um, and yeah. we will talk about your podcasting journey a whole lot more in upcoming episodes. Cause I know many people will be curious how you got it started and what I feel it's like all one about. Of those famous guest sets releasing a book. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk to you, but nobody time. wants to read anything I write. Cause it's, <laughs> so if you're tuning in today, just give me a shout out on Instagram or email me hello at kelseyridle.com. If you want to hear more from Dave, uh, we or, would, not. or not. <laughs> yeah. And you could also email and say, never, never bring that guy back on the show. But I have a feeling these will be some of my most downloaded episodes. So thanks, awesome. Dave. Happy Friday. Yeah, let's do it again. I mean, we're right here. So yeah, let's, let's <laughs> do it like anywhere. let's yeah. do it like nightly. Let's not actually talk in private. Let's, let's hold all our podcast. conversation until yeah. night. I'll be like, stop talking. <laughs> we need to get the mics. <laughs> all right. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Gals. We're out. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Visionary Life. Did you learn something new or are you inspired to take action on a new project? If so, please get in touch with me on Instagram at Kelsey Rydell or in our secret Facebook community. Just search Visionary Life by Kelsey Rydell on Facebook. Please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. It helps us share the stories of visionary entrepreneurs with more and more people. If you're interested in working with me, just head to KelseyRidal.com. And if you've been thinking about joining my 90-day business coaching program, please reach out and book a free 15-minute call, and I'd love to chat with you. 